to share uh, this morning. Uh, I'm going to talk about the mother heart of God. And, uh, you know, we have, there's been such a huge move over the last decade or so about the father heart, which is so needed. And we still need it. We just need really what we need (laughs) is the heart of God. Um, And, um, and, and so we have a, that's expressed in a masculine way that's expressed in a feminine way. We just need it all. Right. So I think that's amazing. And I applaud every bit of that. And we're going to talk about kind of the the um, the female um, expression of that, which is really gorgeous. It's all gorgeous. The heart of God is breathtaking. Uh, and we get to see that in so many different facets and how that is expressed um, in, uh, you know, in 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 the world, right? In his kids. So let's talk about this a little bit. I wanted to take you back and start off to Genesis. It's kind of the beginning of things. It's not the beginning, beginning, because there was, there was time before time, right? Uh, Before the foundation of the world, obviously father, son, and Holy spirit were preexistent, eternal, uh, a family of other giving love. Uh, and uh, that expression exploded into a race of children. That's what love does. Love is fruitful and love is all about family. And isn't that amazing that we get to be a part, right? We get to be a part of that. So let's go back. Um, uh, Genesis 1, 1, uh, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Um, now that version of God, that expression of God is the word Elohim, which is masculine which is great. We love that. Um, verse two, the earth was formless and void and darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. Now that the spirit of God is the word Ruach, which is a feminine noun. That is a female expression of God. Thank you so much. Um, so it's a feminine. Noun. And so what's beautiful about that in that expression, you have something that is um, uh, uh, that is formless and void and dark. And so this mothering aspect of God is literally hovering. Another word for that is brooding. Uh, you know, when, when a, a mother hen broods over her children, when a, a, um, when a human being, when a mother broods over her children, um, there's concern, there's protection, there's an expectancy of something to change, a nurturing aspect, because the earth was never intended to be formless, void, and dark. And so where things are formless, uh, void, and dark over your kids, moms and dads, of course, um, there's a, you know, unless you're a crappy mom or a dysfunctional mom or whatever, but your heart is for to give life, to give form, to give fullness and to give light, right? And so there's this brooding, nurturing, and hovering over, right? Because um, because uh, you're there 
to bring life, right? You you brought life and you're there to bring more life. Okay. Um, let's see where I want to go next. Um, so Genesis 2, 7, uh, it says, uh, then the Lord God um, formed man out of the dust of the earth and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living being. So the Lord God, those are masculine, masculine expressions. We love that. We celebrate that. Isn't it great that we get both? We get everything. We get everything uh, and we can celebrate that in one another. That's why you, we can champion one another. Men can champion women. Women can champion men. Women can champion women. Men can champion men. We get to champion one another and the expression that we are in the earth realm. And that's gorgeous. That just makes everything better. We all come up a higher. So Lord God, those are masculine, but into his nostrils, he breathed the breath of life. So once again, that breath is feminine and life is feminine. That's Zoe. So these are feminine expressions. Isn't that fascinating that your very breath is a feminine expression? Uh, that's what is sustaining your life. God gives life and he, she, uh, sustains life. It's beautiful. As, as women, um, we, when we have children, we give life and we sustain life when we're functioning in how we are created to be. Uh, the feminine noun for um, breath is uh, nashima. No, I butchered that. So just love me anyway. Uh, and that is the breath, breath of God, breath of man, and every breathing uh, spirit. That's a feminine noun. So it's so beautiful. But you know, the thing that I love in this kind of studying about the mother heart of God and how God mothers us is that there many times when it's the masculine that is expressed in a feminine way. So the masculine version of God, obviously father and son, those are masculine. It's wonderful. We need all that masculine expression. Holy Spirit um, is um, uh, in the the word um, a spirit is the word ruach or neshama, breath. Uh, those are feminine. Uh, in in the um, uh, in the New Testament, that's actually a neutral. A spirit is neutral uh, in in that. So we get it all. I love it. It just makes me happy. So we're going to go to John one. Uh, I love John one. Don't you love John one? I love John one um, because this is this is God before time. Uh, and you know we get God before time. We get God in time. We just get God. We you get everything. I just want you to know as a son and as a daughter, you get everything and he wants you, she, he, she wants you to know it and to experience it. This is what I think they call, oh yeah, life more abundantly till the full, till it overflows. Well, that actually means something. It's not just something we do because we're charismatic. Uh, thank you so much. Um, we're, it's something that we live out and, and gain life from. So let's go to John 1. It says he... Um, verse two, uh, was in the beginning with God. So we're talking about in the beginning was the word and the word was God. Well, that word is logos is masculine. Jesus came as a masculine expression. Um, and, um, and in him was life, uh, and the life was the light of men. So, uh, that word life is the word Zoe, which is a feminine noun. So in the masculine expression, there is the feminine expression. So God is 
expressed in all of it and it's gorgeous, right? So there's no less than. Uh, we just get to celebrate everything. Yay. Uh, and the light, which is false, is, a, is neuter, it's neutral, um, shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. I believe darkness there is actually a feminine um, uh, a word, but I actually didn't look it up for myself. That was on, based on someone else's word. So, um, and I love it. John 1 14 and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we saw his glory, uh, which is the word doxa, which is a feminine noun. Isn't that beautiful? And, uh, we saw his glory, glory as the one and only begotten from the father, full of grace and truth. I believe grace charis is a feminine noun. Isn't that lovely? Um, truth, uh, Alethea, I know I said that wrong, so just love me anyway, is a feminine noun. So all of these things are feminine expressions in a masculine expression. See, God is not confused. We just celebrate it all. And we don't get into, to, um, we, we're just able to flow in the beauty of those expressions. Isn't that beautiful? So grace and truth are feminine nouns. Not that men aren't gracious and truthful. <laughs> uh, not that women don't have the word, which is, um, but we get it all. And we get all of those expressions and we're able to partake of those things. Um, so spirit, as I said earlier, uh, when it refers to spirit, as the word pneuma, which is a neuter noun in, in uh, the Greek. So we have expressions of the feminine. We have expressions of the masculine. We have expressions that are not gender specific. They're just glorious and beautiful. So we get everything. Let me continue to go on. Now, I wanted, I was alluding to this earlier because I, I just, wow, it's such a gorgeous study. Um, I was alluding to earlier as some of the expressions. So we'll have like the masculine version of God, that masculine expression of God, but it'll move in a very feminine way. It's so, uh, it's so glorious. Let me, and you can just get the, the nurture and the care, uh, and the, um, uh, the comfort, uh, that comes in these expressions. It's so beautiful. So, uh, let's go to Isaiah 49. I'm going to read, uh, Verse 14, I'm reading this in the NIV. Um, it says, but Zion has said, the Lord has forsaken me. The Lord has forgotten me. I'm just going to pause here because how many times in your human experience, I know theologically, we know that God never leaves us and never forsakes us. But there are times when it kind of feels that way, kind of feel like, God, where are you? Where are you in the pandemic? Where are you in all the shootings? Where are you in all the riots? Where are you in all the political craziness? Where are you? in all the, you know, a COVID crazy and, 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 you know, unjust things that are happening. Um, and so it feels like that. That's just a human expression. That's just being honest. And guess what? When you have that, um, that feeling, um, then it's time. You just need to be ministered by the one who's already there. So it's like, you know, I know you're here. I just can't feel you help me to feel you because I, feelings do need ministry. I'm not saying they get to define everything, but it is an expression of who we are and your feelings matter. We don't cater to our feelings. We don't, um, you know, we, we don't get um, self-indulgent, um, but we do get ministry. That's what I think. Oh yeah. Comfort is all about, right? And when you're comforted, you're strengthened, and then you're able to do hard things. And you know, there are times we need to do hard things. So we get it all as his kids. Isn't that beautiful? Um, so, uh, but Zion has said, the Lord has forsaken me. The Lord has forgotten me. Uh, and then verse 15, 
Uh, can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Now, if you're a mom, uh, you can relate to this. I mean, even though sometimes you really want to pinch your kids' heads off, it's just what it is. <laughs> when they have pushed every single button, they're just pounding on the remaining button, right? Um, but that doesn't mean you don't, uh, you don't, uh, you forget them or not have compassion on them. That means you operate in self-control, which is what we need in human all human relationships, right? And and uh, this verse goes on to say, though she may forget, I will not forget you. So in this expression of the most intimate bonding between parent and child, right? Other than kind of like the umbilical cord, you know, once that's been severed and that whole thing, the baby at the breast, that is such an intimate thing. As a matter of fact, um, the, um, you know, the, the chemicals that are released with breastfeeding guys don't freak out. You, you are big. You can handle this. Um, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, the oxytocin is actually called the bonding hormone. And that literally with that well-being that is released with the breastfeeding, baby, um, bonds to mom, mom bonds to baby. Um, you know, this is actually, you know, in, um, in, in sexual intercourse, nobody freak out. Um, that, that, that's a hormone that's released as well. That's intended to bond, um, husband and wife together. And that will get you through rough patches, right? Which is why, you know, the whole concept of just sleeping with your spouse is a good idea because you want to bond to them. You leave your parents, you cleave to one another, and that will help you weather. But those are just, that's the bonding hormone that's released. So it, God literally has wired us to bond to our children, particularly mothers to bond. Not that um, dads don't bond to their children, but not in the same way, not in quite the level of intimacy because you literally spend yourself physically, not just in the birthing process, but in the nurturing um, breastfeeding process. You know, for those of you for, you know, you may, if you haven't breastfed, you may not know, or he knows, but anyway, but when the baby cries and they're hungry, literally like the mom's breast milk that is in the breast will, what they call let down. In other words, it'll start to become available to the kids, which is really embarrassing when you're at the mall and uh, you hear someone else's baby <laughs> cry and okay, we're got a messy blouse, right? So anyway, that's just a thing, but it's literally the baby cries and the provision is there. Okay. Now, how many of you have heard of El Shaddai? the many-breasted one. That is, Father God, now this really interesting amalgamation of the male and female. I don't want anybody to get weird about it. But literally, he's got God, the Father, as his expression, as a female expression, has many breasts. In other words, um, you know what? You're not going to lack. You're not going to be one of the kids, uh, the runt of the litter, so to speak, that is going to be left out from God's ability to provide for you to provide for you at your cry. Just thought I'd throw that out. Um, anyway, so we'll get back to this verse. Uh, Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she was born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. See, he wants you to see. He wants you to literally see, okay? Ding, da, ding, ding. Enlighten the eyes of our understanding, the eyes of our imagination. See, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands, on the palms of my hands. I, this always touches me because I'm thinking, well, where would God, and I understand this is probably not literal, okay? This is probably allegorical, but it's symbolic of something. 
God has, has engraved us on the palms of his hands. That means where are God's eyes? His eyes can look at you every time he wants to get happy. He just looks at you engraved on the palm. Oh, that's my, that's my, that's my child. And then you get to show him off. Like how many of you have baby pictures, right? And you show him off and you annoy your friends, right? And so, right? It's like, okay, already. But God is so proud of you. You're his favorite thing. So he's engraved you. In other words, not only have you been marked by love, but you've marked love with yourself. He's engraved you. And so it's not, and engraving is interesting because it's not just an inking. It's literally carved in there, right? So you know what? You don't just, um, I'm, I'm done with you. I'm so annoyed with you. Um, you decided to follow, you know, follow the path of Satan or whatever, uh, given me the flying finger. So I'm just going to remove you. Oh no, I can't. I've engraved you. Okay. Uh, that's how gorgeous that is. Let's go, uh, go on. Oh, and says your walls are ever before me. I, I want to study this some more, but I, I think it's really interesting that they use the term walls. Good morning. They use the term walls. Your walls. What is a wall is what defines you. It's the enclosure of who you are. Right. So where a wall of a city was, that's enclosed the city. So the city is in the wall. What's outside the wall is not the city. Right. Or is in the suburbs of the city or whatever. But your walls, what 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 defines you and marks your space because you've been marked and you've marked God um, is is always before. Like he's never forgetful. That's like there's my child. There's my son. There's my daughter. Um, and is ever before me in such an intimate way that, you know what? Listen, I have brought you to my breast. I'm the many-breasted one that provides for you. Um, and you know what? A natural mom may forget, which is pretty um, out there, but it can happen. But it's impossible for me to forget you, right? Let's go to Hosea um, 11. <laughs> Where was I? Um, this is so beautiful. This is more feminine language from a masculine God. It's really fascinating how God does this. He's so amazing. She's so amazing, right? Okay. Um, when Israel was a child, I loved him. And out of Egypt, I called my son. But the more they were called, the more they went away from me, right? Uh, they sacrificed to Baals and they uh, burned incense to images. So this is betrayal, right? So um, verse three, it was I who taught Ephraim to walk, taking them, taking them by the arms, but they did not realize it was I who healed them. As a mom, when you're teaching, and I know dads, you do this too. Um, but when you're teaching your little ones to walk, little ones, you know, here they are misbehaving, okay, in a really like betrayal way, okay. And but he's saying, you know what? But I know who you were when you were just a toddler, before you knew to run away from me, to betray me. I was the one that led you by the arms. I was the one that um, that taught you how to walk, so that you could choose to run away from me. By the way. Um, I, I led you by the arms. So there's the leading of God. Um, and then this next verse is so beautiful. But they did not realize it was I who healed them. See, it's a lack of recognition. See, God knows this. 
God knows that our issues that come up um, are issues of a lack of recognition. Wow, this kind of reminds me of John 1, right? So Jesus is the word, he's the light and life, Zoe, a man, light, um, phos, which is a, a female language, um, light and life of man. Um, and uh, but, but the darkness, which was also feminine, by the way, um, uh, w- was present because they did not recognize it. The darkness did not comprehend it, right? So it's a lack of comprehending and, and a forgetting, right? Um, they did not realize it was I who healed them, a lack of recognition. So because I've engraved you on the palms of my hands as I lead you, and you decide in that leading, you're going to run away from me. You're going to stab me in the back or whatever that is. But I'm still the one who healed you. Right. And you know what? God doesn't always, I, I know sometimes we get this idea like, uh, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm the one that, that is the glorious one and I will not share my glory with another. I need to be glorified. Well, you know, God is not an egotist. He's really not. Now, is it good to glorify God? Sure, because it helps you. You need it. He doesn't need it. She doesn't need it. She's not insecure. Okay. His, his the, the passage where they say, I will not share my glory with another. Actually, it refers to idols, not his kids. He's all about sharing his kids. You do realize uh, that, uh, that, that he's literally glorifying you. You're his slash her child, right? Okay. Um, verse four. Okay. This is so beautiful. I've led them with the cords of human kindness with ties of love, right? So here is, um, here is God in the masculine leading, um, us with the cords of human kindness, feminine language, right? Cords. You think of the umbilical cord. What is more, uh, intimate than all your, all, not only all your nutritional needs, all your um, oxygen that you need is totally supplied through this connection between mother and child. And then I remove the waste products, right? Because in metabolism, you have waste products. So we give all the good stuff, we take all the crap. And that's pretty much what God does, right? He gives us all the good stuff. And if it's toxic, he wants it. Amazing, right? It's feminine language. Um, to them, I was like the one who lifts a little child to the cheek and I bent down to feed them. Nurture, comfort, right? So with leading with, with the cords of human kindness and the ties of love, I think it's really interesting that it says the cords of human kindness. Uh, we now understand humanity is in the image and likeness of God. Okay, but human kindness, you would think, well, that's, but you know, we, kindness happens. Like, I, I know crap happens. I get it. I get it. Okay, but kindness happens. You hear about this all the time. You hear about all these people that are not Jesus professing people, but they're just kind. Why? You're, of course you are. You're in the image and likeness of God, who is love, and love is patient and kind. So, of course, kindness is going to happen, right? And this, so the cords of human, so there's a bonding that happens with this human kindness and there's a tie of love. Isn't that beautiful? A tie of love. 
And then um, he's the one that lifts us. She's the one that lifts us as a little child. Why? Because the parent's bigger than the child. And so in order to be face-to-face, the child needs to be lifted, right? That's intimacy. Uh, and um, and I bent down to feed them. So, so either he's going to lift up or he's going to bend down. Why? Because he's all about face-to-face. What is the need that you need, right? What is the need? He wants you right next to his cheek, right? And... He bends down to to feed you. What do you need? What is the feeding that you need? So beautiful. So that was Isaiah um, 11, 1 through 4. Let me see if there's anything else I want to... Um, let's go to Ezekiel 16. It says, this is what the sovereign Lord says says to Jerusalem. I, um, I didn't look it up, but I'm pretty sure that's masculine sovereign Lord. Your ancestry and birth were in the land of the Canaanites. Your father was an Amorite and your mother was a Hittite. Okay, so uh, we got issues. Okay, um, is what that means. On the day you were born, your cord was not cut. So this is a um, like an abused newborn, right? Your cord was not cut, nor were you washed with water to make you clean, nor were you rubbed with, with salt or wrapped uh, in claws. So there's no nurture. It's just basically abandonment, exposure to this newborn. No one looked on you with pity or had compassion enough to do any of these things for you. Rather, you were thrown out into the open field for on the day you were born, you were despised. Okay. So this is the ultimate in alienation. This is where the mother that birthed you has forgotten you. Right. And, and the father was like long gone. Right. So this is for those who feel like an orphan. And then it says, then I passed by and saw you kicking in your blood. And as you lay there in your blood, I said to you, live. Okay, so God is the one who is the father, who is the mother to the orphan hearted, because we're none of us are orphans, but sometimes we really feel that way, right? Um, I made you grow like a plant in the field. You grew and developed and a purity and your breasts were formed and your hair was grown and you were stark naked. Later, when I looked at you and I saw that you were old enough for love, I spread the corner of my garment. This is protection. So this is more masculine here. The corner corner of your gar- of my garment um, blah, 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 over you and covered your naked body. So he covers our nakedness. You know, we've been trying to fig leave it all along, long, right? Uh, and God is like, let me just cover you. You've got my covering, right? Um, I want you naked, covered, but not ashamed, right? Um, uh, and I entered into covenant with you, declares the sovereign Lord, and you became mine. I bathed you with water and washed the blood from you and put ointment on you. This is the nurturing part again. Who's the one that usually gives the kids their baths? Who's the one when, say, you know, the kids come in from, you know, they have mud pies and they do whatever, and they come in. Um, and you know, maybe they've been in the trash can. They got really yucky stuff on them. Right. So what, so, or or maybe they've been sick and they vomited on themselves, you know, all these, just things. So what the mothering part, well, you bathe them, you don't just like let them walk around in their stuff. Right. And put ointments. Ointment speaks of anointing. Ointment speaks of healing. Right. And so that's the healing and nurturing part. 
says, I, I clothe you with an embroidered dress and put sandals of fine leather on you. I dressed you in fine linen and covered you with costly garments. So here's the clothing again. So it's the interplay of the masculine and the feminine because you've got, you know, who's the one that dresses the kids? I'm not saying that dads can't do it, but moms are usually the ones that do it, right? And so you you um, clothe, so not only you're adorning your kids, which are the ones that love to adorn their kids? I mean, you know, you buy the pretty little frilly dresses, you put them in their little suits and things. Uh, and, you know, this is generally not the dads, but the mothers love to do that. And the, and the fathers who are good fathers love to provide for that. I adorned you with jewelry. I put bracelets on your arm and a necklace around your neck. So this is once again, the adorning of the children. I put a ring in your nose and earrings on your ears and a beautiful crown upon your, your head. So you were adorned with gold and silver. Your clothes were of fine linen and costly fabric and embroidered clothes. Your fruit was honey, olive oil, and the finest flour. So this is the feeding. Once again, who generally does the feeding? It's usually the mother. This is a motherly expression, right? That is nurturing. You became very beautiful and rose to be a queen, and your fame spread among the nations on account of your beauty because of the splendor, remember, God shares his glory. Uh, the splendor I have given you uh, made your beauty perfect, declares the sovereign Lord. So you have this beautiful interplay of the male functioning um, uh, facets of God and the female functioning uh, facets of God. Uh, into the New Testament, you also see this, which is really beautiful. Um, if you go to um, Matthew 23, and this is Jesus. Now, this is Jesus when he's looking down. So Jesus the masculine expression, the word made fresh, flesh, the logos of God. Um, uh, and he's looking over Jerusalem and Jerusalem's jacked up. They don't recognize like I'm, 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 I'm the Messiah and you guys are clueless, right? Or, okay. All right. You caught, you're saying I'm demonized. Okay. We got issues here. So, and so he's mourning because he's realizing what's going to happen to his beloved kids. Right? What's going to happen when we run astray? Not out of judgment because I'm judging you and I'm wrathing you because love is wrath. Well, okay. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail about that because we really head off in the hedges, but this is not a punishment. It's a healing. Okay. So God's wrath is not punitive. It's redemptive. Um, so, um, and it says, um, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets. Now the prophets are the ones to say, hi, God is here. God is, hello, you know, receive him. <laughs> Repent. Not because he's going to kick your butt that you don't recognize. Repent because it's destructive to you when you don't happen, right? So not only do you not listen to the prophets, but you kill the prophets. This is a problem, Houston. We have a problem. And stone them, which are sent unto you. How often, what is God's response? I am going to fry these murderous children. No, that's not what he says, right? Um, it says, how often I would have gathered my children together, even as a hen gathers her chickens under her wings, and you would not. You see, he wanted to take this murderous people, uh, this, um, you know, people that betray, that run away, that give God the flying finger, and he wants to gather he wants to gather like uh, a hen gathers her chicken under her wings. These are the wings of protection, the healing that rises up in 
your wings. So we're going to gather you together. Hi, sweetheart. Say hi. Hello to my, my husband here. Um, um, and I lost my face. And it says, and you would not. So how stubborn can we be? So Holy Spirit is constantly wooing with love to gather you back. And we're running, we're giving God the flying finger. We're um, murdering one another. We're murdering our siblings and uh, God's children. And the response is, I'm, I'm trying to gather you. And so I am weeping to you. I'm weeping because you refuse me. And I love you so much that destruction happens. Destruction happens and literally a weeping. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Uh, that's sort of repeated again uh, in Luke uh, 13. Uh, let's go to John 14. I'm going to read this in the Amplified Classic Version. Uh, and this is when God is talking about uh, when Jesus is saying, you know, I'm leaving, but we're sending Holy Spirit, right? Okay. Uh, John 14, 26, it says, but the comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, stand by the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things. He will cause you to recall will remind you of bring to your remembrance everything i have told you so holy spirit is represented as a he it's actually numa is actually neutral but it says he here but what is how how is holy spirit behaving comforting counseling helping interceding advocating strengthening and standing by these are such feminine expressions. Can the guys do this? Absolutely. Rock on. Uh, but women are really anointed. Listen, when little Johnny falls down and stubs his knee, now can he go to dad and cry? Of course. Can dad clean it and put a bandaid on it? Yes. But man, when mom does it and she kisses the boo-boo, now I'm better. Because not only did I get my physical need attended to, I got my emotional need attended to. And so that's that emotional connection that mothers carry in nurturing and comforting. Uh, that is needed. That's an expression that we need. Isn't that beautiful? Um, a counselor. Okay. So let me just say this. I'm not saying their men make amazing counselors. Uh, absolutely. But a lot of times when the kids are growing up, who are they going to go to um, when they have a problem? You know, when Molly's best friend snubbed her and her feelings are hurt. So she's going to go to mom and talk to mom, you know, I don't know, Molly was so mean to me today and blah, 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 right? Uh, and you see this a lot. I'm, I'm talking about generalities. So of course, um, men make amazing counselors. Helper. Can men be helpful? Absolutely. Women have an, a, a, just a general, general global thing of just being the helpers, right? They're called, oh my goodness, the help me. Ding, 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 ding. There might be a relationship. Intercessors. Can men, men intercess? Absolutely. But some of the most powerful intercessors that you want, man, you got that mother heart interceding for you. Stuff is going to happen, right? It's awesome. Advocate. Like, you know, listen, um, you know, um, like I, I, I'm like this. I'm really nice until you mess with my children. Don't mess with my kids, right? <laughs> it's a, I'm their advocate. 
And so I will be the one to stand up and go to the PTA and stand up to the school board and do that. Do dads do that? Absolutely. Brian's amazing at that, right? But um, but this is a beautiful female expression. Stand by. Uh, who's the one that's kind of standing by? Can can the guys stand by? Absolutely. But the women, a lot of times, they'll kind of hang back uh, because they're the nurturers. They're the ones that create a home, right? And so they're standing by looking to help, looking for stuff. Oh, my goodness, you know, uh, so-and-so, they need chicken fingers, right? So I'm just standing by. Oh, it's lunchtime. We'll prepare that, right? Can God, can guys do the chicken fingers? Absolutely. But generally, a female thing strengthener. Of course, men are strong, but women are strong. This is a different type of strong. And so a lot of times as a help meet, uh, we lend our strength, right? We lend our strength. We lend our feminine strength. You know, I was listening to Lisa Bevere, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I'll just assume she did her research. And she was saying that there's the, the two strongest muscles on the body are the tongue and the uterus, okay? And they have to be, right? Because, um, and, and obviously both men and women have tongues, but women have the uterus, right? And so that's a strength, literally physical strength that women carry, the endurance women carry, um, to be able to birth children. I mean, gee whiz, and a lot of times we go back and do it again. That's called like insanity, but it is. Why? Because we forget we had all that oxytocin flowing and we're like, I'm good to go. And I forgot just what hell I went through to deliver this child. And it's worth it. And it's just so funny, but that's just what that is. And it says, so the counselor, helper, uh, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, stand by the Holy Spirit will send in my name, in my place to represent me, act on my behalf. Guess who's living inside you? Listen, Jesus in the flesh is not living inside you. Uh, you know, this is not a weird alien thing here. But Holy Spirit, His Spirit is in you, is in every single human being. Um, why? Because we're always kids, right? If we're omnipresent, that means I'm everywhere, especially in my kids, whether or not they know it, whether or not they yield to it, whether they run away from it, that's another issue. But Holy Spirit is there wooing the heart, wooing the heart. Remember, um, you know, uh, God is like, did all these things, and then we went astray, right? And so he's wooing the heart, and then Jesus' heart, the Spirit of God is like, let's gather you together as a hen gathers her chicks. This is gorgeous interplay of the masculine and feminine. So, I mean, the bottom line is this. Is God masculine? Yes. Is God feminine? Yes. Um, is his expression on the earth realm of his children masculine and feminine? Yes. And we're all mixtures of each. It's not like we're just purely, I'm, I'm not saying, um, I mean, I, I'm female, uh, but I, I, I have masculine expressions. I tend to be very task-oriented, um, but I'm also relational. So I get to have both. And you, as an expression of God, get to be both. And, you know, in Galatians, it says, in, in the spirit, there is no Jew nor Greek, no male or female. In other words, we're not... Um, we're not identified by what makes us different. We're identified by being one. And so what is God doing? He's bringing everything together as one. The male expression, the female expression as one, as it was with Adam, as it was that we get to engage with both, but we get to, um, we get to be a symphony of both. It's not a, a, an amorphous, um, blob. 
he's bringing together. No, it's a celebratory expression, symphonic expression of the masculine and the feminine and how those interplay where we all come up uh, higher. There's a synergy of the glory of God that's being expressed. And I think it's really important because so much of the, um, of our church history, of our human history has been male domination and women are kind of in the background, uh, you know, at best. And so, and, and, and including, and sometimes in the worst place, the church, uh, Lord help us. Right. And so, um, it's appreciating that expression that one's not better than the other. They're glorious. And the reason why we need to really focus on the female expression is just because we haven't talked about it, right? It's been, it's been so, uh, male, uh, dominated and from a male perspective and a male filter and all that. And, and, um, the male is great. Okay. We're not burning our bras, but the female is also great. We need one another. So I just want to celebrate all the mothers out there, uh, today. It's Mother's Day. I want to celebrate what you do. Oh my goodness is so close and holy to the heart of God, right? To the heart of God, to the, to the foundation of raising the next generation. And you know, what you do is you pour yourself into your kids and it's beautiful. Uh, and, and, and the Lord wants you to know how holy, what a high call, what a high call. You know, uh, Jesus said that, you know, the servant call, uh, that those would be the greatest would serve the greatest. And so, um, so there's greatness in service. And that looks just like God. You know, uh, Jesus came. I didn't come to, to be served, but to serve. And so the service and which is such a foundational thing with mothering, uh, with the female expression serving in that way. And men serve too. So let's be clear. It's all, it's all good. But we're celebrating women today. So in that service, we lift up humanity. Where, where would humanity be? Um, you know, if we kind of just had the female equivalent of sperm donors, which by the way is so, um, insulting to the men. I, 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 there's a, there's a feminism that's come up that's just basically, um, belittled men as sperm, sperm donors. And like, no, excuse me, the masculine carries the glory of God as the feminine carries the glory of God. And when we make one less than, we make ourselves less than. We always come up higher by building up. And so it's time for women to be championed. Women have been championed uh, uh, for a long time, supporting the husband, supporting the whatever. And women need to be championed. We all need to be championed. And in that championship, um, we need to make sure that we're, um, you know, and, and women, if you felt smothered or suppressed, you know, that's really on you, uh, to forgive, um, and, um, and to bless, um, and not have a big old chip on your shoulder. Okay. That's not God. Um, but it's also up for the men to come up higher and, and build up and, and, and the women you get to build up, you know, it's really disturbing when we see one gender oppress another. And so this is mother's day. We're celebrating mothers. Thank you moms for all you do. I want to say hi to my mom. I miss her so much. She's in heaven. So it's such an amazing, amazing woman. So much. You have no idea of how much I carry, even though she wasn't a believer until later on in her life. Uh, there was so much of the reflection, the glory of God in her uh, and just how amazing uh, she is because she's eternal. I love that. I get to see her. 
um, face to face later on. Uh, but enjoy her and, 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 and allow that, that legacy, um, to come out. That's a lot of what you're partaking of. Isn't that great? Isn't that great that we get to do that as moms? Anyway, thank you, moms. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.